Today's episode of the Westworld Theorycast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, CuffLinks.com. Head on over to CuffLinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order. No minimum, baby. CuffLinks has everything you need to look good when you step out into the world. The world is opening up. You need to look good. You're going to events. You're going to weddings. You're going to parties. And you know what? You need to head on over to cufflinks.com and accessorize, baby. They got everything you need, and there's always specials. Just check the front page. Go on over to cufflinks.com now. Use code DVR20 and save. Thank you, Cufflinks. Welcome back, everyone, to the Westworld Theory Cast. My name is Axel, and you're listening to the DVR Podcast Network. You can check us out at DVRpodcast.com. Today, we are here to talk about Westworld, Season 4, Episode 7, Metonia, if that's the way you pronounce it correctly. And I'm here with, of course, Andy. How you doing, Andy? I am ready to evolve into the species we are meant to become, and let's talk about some Westworld. Yeah, baby. Well... Earlier this season, I had the opportunity to have Roberto on for the uh, initial reaction, and he's no longer covering Radio Westworld doesn't exist. And our guest today was covering Westworld, but they're not covering Westworld anymore over at Tower of Babel. Uh, Our guest is Julian. How are you doing, Julian? Hi, very good. Good to be back. Nice to be talking Westworld again. You know, it's tough out there for the Westworld podcast. We did it season (laughs) one. Um, and then we kind of lost momentum. And to be honest, I don't regret that decision. <laughs> so it, but, but we're back at season, what, uh, season four now yeah. and the show's back on track in largely we'll get to that in a second, but, um, but yeah, I'm glad to be here. Appreciate the, the invite. Yes. And of course you have a, tell us where, uh, we can find you and about your podcast. Yeah, so uh, this is the Tower of Babel podcast. We've been doing it for, ooh, for seven years, maybe longer now. You can go to towerbabel.ca. We cover the latest in film and television news. We do a, uh, a film club every month on our Patreon. And we have a spinoff show now called Small Screen Star Wars, where we do very similar to what we're doing here, where we talk for an hour, usually longer, um, about uh, and recap every episode of uh, Star Wars that comes to the small screen, which is really where Star Wars is right now. So uh, you can find that at smallscreenstarwars.com as well. That's awesome. And you all do my favorite. I love when your episode, you know, I'm like your biggest fan. When you guys (laughs) just talk news, I love it. And uh, uh, hopefully one day you had invited me on. I couldn't make it. I appreciate it. Yeah, I do appreciate that. One day we'll do that because... I used to do that with this show, with Daily DVR, I should say, which this is also on that feed as well as Westworld Theorycast. But uh, I do enjoy hearing you always, you all of you guys have great opinion and gal have great opinions. Um, and we're interested to hear from you. First off, this was a crazy episode. Mm-hmm. So many people dying and living and <laughs> right. transcending. So much shit happened. And a lot of things we had theorized on came true and maybe didn't. We'll see. But first, I just want to ask you, what is your impression of this season of Westworld? Maybe the series overall, this episode, whatever you kind of, where are you at with Westworld? 
Yeah, so I kind of alluded to it in the intro there, but I think this season is the best season since the first season, and I don't think it's even close. Season two has some good episodes that you know it comes to mind that one kind of single singular story with the uh, uh, the Aboriginal folks uh, that was a particularly great episode. Of course, he makes a cameo in this episode too. But um, season three, absolute train wreck. It I was largely just watching it just to just just because it was there. Um, it, I just did not connect at all, and I, I think largely the show in its um, rebuke of season three, basically by not acknowledging it at all, uh, it, almost at all, um, agrees largely. The, the show itself largely agrees with that opinion, and, and season four feels a lot like a reboot. Um, I've really liked season four. You know, I, t- I was talking to a friend of mine who was like casually watching Westworld, and they were like, wow, really into season four. I can't believe it's back. And I'm like, yeah, me too. And that's just not a sentiment. First of all, not a lot of people out there watching Westworld, so that's in and of itself an issue. But yeah. um, it, it's nice to kind of have that same kind of uh, energy we, we, that was there kind of for season one. Um, and I, I would say that all that being said, this episode is not great, I think. And it, it creates its own problems. This is an example of a show getting in its own way. Um, of course, there's still one episode left, so there's lots of opportunity to prove me wrong. Uh, about what I'll, what I'll talk about kind of throughout this, but um, I've liked season four a lot. I think Westworld as a show, there's really nothing else like it in terms of the ideas it likes to explore, its production values. I mean, it is HBO; they bring the they bring the the money, but you know, yeah. maybe not so much anymore. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, see. With the whole That's yeah, true. right with the WB Discovery stuff. But um, that all being said, I think this episode. Um, I, I liked it as a kind of a tone piece the first time I watched it. Then I rewatched it for this as a kind of a, um, a just to get my thoughts down more clearly. And it, there's a lot of weirdness, and some of it might be intentional and might be me overreacting to some degree. But I think it largely fails in its attempt to set up a satisfying finale. It either has to go into the last episode with very few of its best characters, um, or it has to once again undercut you know, those characters' deaths as they've been amped up for the most of the season. Um, It feels like we've rushed into this last episode and we've stretched out a lot of the storytelling over the first uh, six episodes. And now we're we're at the finale and it's like, well, now what? You know, I don't really... I'm sure there's going to be time for for doing predictions and whatnot for, for what comes next. But I really have a hard time wrapping my head around what the show wants me to think about what's coming next you know i didn't feel like anything in this episode felt very i don't should say anything but i don't think much of the main beats felt thematically satisfying for me uh it it feels intentionally nihilistic in its messaging especially you know having william essentially win um i and and likely intentionally but i always felt like the show was more hopeful than that um I, i think they hint at that here but it's so opaque in in how it's doing that and i think it it largely does not work for me so mm, okay. a little disappointed in that way but yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i th- i see where you're coming from let's hear from you andy what do you think about this episode and uh what it kind of left us with because i see where you're coming from julian but i also kind of feel like 
did we the, there's a second part which is the next episode i kind of feel like this is a first of like a two part like it's still happening you know we kind of left it in the middle what do you think andy um yeah i'm i'm more uh, along what you're saying i'm definitely i can 100 percent see what julian is saying here and i i agree with a lot of it i mean there's i have a few issues with this episode the first thing i think is it's too rushed i think this episode would have would have helped if it was another 15 minutes or so because there's so much shit going on all the time. I mean, it, a lot of it I didn't – normally I'm paying very close attention. Like I was this time, and the, the rewatch I picked up on a lot of other more subtle things. I didn't – I mean, it was just – Westward's always packed, but it, it, it's, it seemed almost overstuffed in a lot of places, which I don't know if that necessarily – some of it needed more time to breathe so to actually process what was happening. I also think that it definitely – is going to hinge a lot on what happens this next episode because it does feel like almost pure setup. I mean, the end of it reminds me, actually, oddly enough, reminds me of Infinity War where MIB is doing the Thanos thing, wiping out half the cast. Yeah. And like it's with him winning, basically walking into the sun, his version of the sunset at the end. And I mean, it's, I think so much of it, I think, is going to depict to feel so much like a part one. I think so much of it is going to depend on what comes next. I still enjoyed it. But I, I definitely, I get the, as I've seen a few other people that were not fans of this episode as well, so I completely get it. Yeah. But I think I enjoyed it. I have, a, I have faith that they're going to, maybe misplaced faith, but I have faith a lot of it this was going to pay off on Sunday on the next episode. We okay. shall see. We shall see. And I, yeah, I have to say that I did, there was a feeling from me um, that... One of the things that I most enjoyed about season one in particular is that they could dump so much stuff on you, but still keep kind of a coherent linear story going, even if it was only maybe not, maybe linear is the wrong word, but (laughs) there was an emotional (laughs) journey that you went on, right? And I feel like a lot of this episode was not an emotional journey. It was it was like a Bernard going boop, 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 fill in the pe- like it was kind of like scene after scene where things happened and it didn't always seem because so many disparate things were occurring. It didn't always seem that what happened in one scene had a connection to the other scene. Right. Like what was happening once they kind of go on their different missions in the beginning it's kind of like that's what's happening. Even with Hale, she seemed to wanting to somehow be laying a trap to bring his daughter in. That was the whole episode was about last episode, right? And then she just kind of, once she sees that no none of the hosts are ascending or transcending like she wants, she kind of gives up and goes and like, Go gets ready to transcend until Maeve kind of interrupts her, right? Like, but it's all there's. It's missing a lot of character moments. It yes, doesn't. It's that, all just. Yeah. It's all just. There's a lot of this things thing. Happening. Do the next thing. We gotta. You know. We gotta check boxes here. Make sure people are in the right spots. Yeah, and a lot of it's plot. Yeah. It's yeah. all plot. No story. Really. It's just kind of. I mean, payoff. 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 And it's not satisfying. I. I for me. I think yeah, besides the besides the stuff with Caleb and Frankie meeting, there really is not no real emotional no things at all. The, so and if the we're talking about stuff, that moment, there was some of that a little bit. Well well okay. So where do you want to go? Do you want to go Christina first or do you want to talk about Let's talk Caleb about and Christina? Frankie? That's what I was gonna say. Let's start okay. at the end. Where is she? What's going on with her? What did you feel yeah, about so, her stuff? 
what's the okay is are you guys feeling the same way i let's just i don't know maybe it's just me but i feel like this whole idea that you know this world is real but you are not concept is completely out of left field in the sense that it's a completely new idea established now which is it's not the sublime it's not a simulation it's not quite the it's the real world but it's a fake purse it's but it's also not a robot it's it's opens up this pandora's box of questions that i you know i assume the show is going to try to address <laughs> next week but like but what does it mean is is teddy real i mean it's and, and what it, and what does it even mean to be real like these are the questions the show asks you or wants you to ask but when it does stuff like this um and by the way it introduces this idea after you get this amazing moment of um uh bernard dying and seeing his son again um and yeah. and then it it fades to black and then we pick back up back in the city with the riot and i'm like this feels like a, a like a, a weird cut i don't really i feel like the 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 whole uh impact of his death is now gone and and then we end on this really cool moment with with the man in black with william uh host william but and the, and that great song but this concept of you're not real it just you know then replay all the the previous scenes we've had with which are really not that many with her this season it's like was her date real? How did that that homeless guy, that guy, the 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 uh, the guy who could see the tower? How does he see her? There's so many questions that don't make sense, and I think maybe the show knows that, and it's like, hey, ask these questions because actually, some, there's another big shoe to drop that maybe this is all bullshit. It's all uh, uh, a simulation, right? And it's like, then we're in lost territory where it's like, well, then what's the, even the point here? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the this is the kind of this is the kind of nihilism that this this episode introduced into me because otherwise I was having a blast this season with these kind of traditional themes that they were that they were talking about um, and you know what if, if you can't tell the difference between a human or a host what this what you know does it matter some of these ideas of 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 the host kind of becoming just a reflection of of. Uh, the humans that created them and with Teddy's that, you know, there's that great line, you know, what are we? We're just a reflection of our creators, you know, brilliant stuff there, but largely lost. I think when you introduce this wackadoo concept at the, at the 11th hour, uh, um, well, we don't know. I'm not ready to say that it's wackadoo because <laughs> right, I okay, think sorry, maybe it's a little can, premature. We can, because the show, I mean, you know, that's the kind of vibe of the show. It does present you, with the puzzles and a lot and i think most of the time up until this point a lot of those have paid off what if this season pays off you might not like it but it kind of works you know i think that we should talk about what it means i think that it's obvious that bernard was telling teddy what to do when he was talking on the tripod just before uh, MIB shoots him, right? He's saying something about go to the left or something like that. You have to show with your left hand. Yeah. Yes. And offer he said her. The, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I think he's guiding whatever is yeah, happening. Says- he it's, says there's time for only one more game. If you choose to give her that choice, you can't miss. Reach with your left hand. Okay. 
You think that's you think that's meant for Teddy? Yes. I think that's because Teddy and there's, him instructing Teddy. There's another line though that I that makes me think that that's not for Teddy, and it's earlier when he's talking to Maeve, and Bernard says something to the effect of, "If you knew what I was really doing, you would never join me." Right. I, well, I think I think I think Bernard is trying to manipulate Hale here. Hale so already the her is Hale in this scenario. No, I think the message is for Hale. Oh, to give her previous life. I see what you're saying because I think that there's because, some thematic resonance there because Hale also earlier in it was it season two. I mean, one of the big threads was her leaving a, a message to herself too. I mean, it would be another echo of a past season. She, I mean, the the human Hale left the message of her son or about her son and all. Remember, I can't remember the exact yeah, what yeah, was yeah. in that, but and because I keep trying to think. I mean, if if Bernard was secretly working with Teddy, why would that make Maeve not happy? I may I think Maeve would be fine with that. No, what Maeve, what Maeve wasn't happy about was she, the the distinction there was if she knew that she could have avoided this whole problem and just gone straight to the uh, uh, the afterlife to be with her daughter, um, she would have done that and not helped Bernard. Although how much help she actually was here is questionable. Um, I, that's I think the issue. I think I think you're I think that's a great concept that this idea you know. That uh, the her is still um, uh, 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 Dolores. Yeah, I th- I think for yeah. sure the her is Dolores. I just I'm I'm my question is just who that who that message from Bernard is for. I think it's definitely to manipulate Dolores or to get Dolores to do something or wherever Dolores right is. because she's special in some way. Yeah. Um, right. Or you know, and I but I like this idea that it's her opportunity. It's, it's Hale's opportunity to correct. Cause she's talking to a version of herself, which the show barely touches on, which is this, I get the season three concept that the show just does not really want to deal with very much. But you know, this Charloris, uh, Charlotte Hale is Dolores version. So she's talking to this young, innocent version of herself. Um, it gives her the opportunity to talk to a young, innocent version of herself and give her the opportunity to make a decision that maybe she would not have, because she is also ultimately, um, the world has ultimately ground her down uh, into the in, and even Teddy talks about how the world was cruel to her, right? Talking about the original Dolores, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And she had to be cruel back. I, by the way, I love that performance there by Teddy. But um, this would be an example of how Hale, as we know her today, is cruel to because the world was cruel to her. And so this is an opportunity for her to say, okay. It didn't go the way you planned, but now you have an opportunity to do uh, the right thing by giving, you know, giving it over to a younger version of yourself. I like that idea. I didn't consider that. Wait, explain this to me again, what you're saying, Andy. Okay, what I was saying is there's a line way at the beginning of the episode, and it's either in the, I think it's when Bernard is talking to the copy. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's in the simulation, when he's still in the simulation, when it's in the letterbox. And and Maeve says something to the effect of, what is this all about? Or what are we doing here? Or why are we doing this? And Bernard says, if I told you, you wouldn't want to help me. I think oh, it's what- kind of like okay, early wait. in the season when he scanned um, uh, uh, C's mind. She's like, why'd you do that? He says it's complicated. So he yeah. hasn't really revealed why he's and, doing any of the shit he's doing. So part of what I'm thinking is, and it, go, it does, it goes exactly along with that. Part of what I was trying to think of is, okay, what could Bernard plan be that Maeve would not 
that it would upset Maeve. Working with Hale would m upset Maeve. What I, I couldn't think of anything else that would upset him or upset Maeve enough to say, screw you, Bernard, I'm not helping you. Right. Besides the thing, if, if I guess it could be that he's, he isn't actually going to send her back with her daughter. I mean, that would piss her off too, I guess. Well, I, the thing is he, he would have, if he could have, but he, his simulating, simulating of the, of the, of the events told him that that could never happen, that for this to work, they both have to die. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, there's a, some fate there, I suppose. But what would I, I, I can see maybe that that would be an idea, but what would it? What? Why would he be working with? He, why would he be working with Hale? Yeah, and, or and trying what to manipulate benefit? Hale? And what did we see of that? Because well, and I'm not. You know? I'm not necessarily saying he's working with Hale, but he might be trying to manipulate her for some reason in the future. So you think he was leaving when just before MIB came in when he talks about? And there's also a missing scene there for sure. I don't know if you guys caught this. I had to watch this on the second time. Cuts in the second time. He shoots Bernard or MIB shoots Bernard three times. He two, hits him twice in the chest. If you look in the background, it's daylight. When it, when the and then it, then it flips to him talking to Akachetta. <laughs> I saw yeah I saw this on the when he shoots him in the head. Too. It's nighttime yeah. outside. So yeah. there's obviously some. He obviously spent some. And then the next we see of it, we see MIB walking out and the thing blows up. So there's something else that happens in there as well. Or maybe he's working with MIB or, or helping trying to leave something for MIB. I, and he stashes the gun in Hoover Dam. There's something yes. with Bernard. We just yeah. don't know what's going on there. there he, he certainly has one last card to play, even yes. from Beyond the Grave. I think. Yeah, I agree. Do we agree that, that he's probably dead for good, though, this time? No, not at no? all. I don't think any of the people are dead. <laughs> yeah. Even Bernard? I, no, I don't think Bernard's dead either. I think he is. I think the way that they played his death scene is certainly different. See, this is what I mean about the show fresh, being frustrating is and this this Dolores thing being one element of it, or Christina Dolores being one element of it, which is that, you know, largely speaking, the show has been good about setting out a set of rules. The world works this way. When you're in a simulation, you're a letterbox, um, you know, yada, yada, right? Um, but then... I in any any uh, you know fiction when they break their own rules for the sake of convenience it can be frustrating as an uh, audience member because then it's like well then anything can happen right so that feel that's how it feel I feel about about this and 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 just largely just about the show at this point being kind of uh running out of new ideas <laughs> but but that doesn't mean they can't still stick the landing I yeah. I hope that they can I hope that they can well, I think there's I think that's why I really my impression of this and when I rewatched it it happened, you know, you watch it at the beginning, you don't realize things are just happening cuz I was like where was Caleb? When's the last time we see Stubbs and Caleb and Frankie? And then it's when they kind of get through the subway area and you yes. think Stubbs is going to die, but he doesn't and then he closes right. the gate and they walk off. And I was like, oh, and then I see, and then when MIB, because in the beginning, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, I, th I thought some that it ended with the Christina reveal, but it doesn't. It ends with MIB walking out, blowing up the tower and walking yeah. into the city to have some fun. Right. Um, and it's kind of dark at that point, too. Um, but it it just reminded me that things are still happening, right? Like everything's in flux. So if Bernard copied Frankie 
and everyone else. And he was the one who brought um, Maeve back to life. And he knows he's going to die. Why wouldn't he make copies of everybody? Right. Yeah. yeah. And he might probably know he might have uplo- already uploaded a copy. What is, of it doesn't prevent. What, what if he yeah. if he makes a copy of himself, it changes what's going to happen? No, it doesn't. Well, a that's actually, of, you know, that's actually a good question, because, you know, you mentioned that part where Stubbs doesn't die and he kind of like checks his body like, yeah. oh, I didn't get shot. Right. Yep. So there's two. Que- I one thing that dawned on me there, an idea that dawned on me there was this idea that, you know, um, in, in the, the real version of how this played out. Um, Bernard stashes that gun at the Hoover Dam. This is different from the simulation that we saw. Um, he tells Stubbs that he's going to die, and then he doesn't, which doesn't mean he can't still die, of course. Well, technically, but, he never says he never tells Stubbs he dies. Stubbs says, I'm going to die, aren't I? And, right. And, and you could see it either Bernard, way. Yeah, that's what I say. You could read that one either way, I think. So maybe he thinks he's going to die, but he doesn't. Yeah. But what I, I'm wondering either way, what I'm wondering is, he, so he says, okay, you know, I've seen the path. Um, there's only one way to save them. It means I die, but I I still get the impression that there and there's this kind of this idea of of determinism and fate here mm-hmm. that Bernard's been you know like most of the time you do this and most of the time you do that like for prob- you know probability and that there is um, and maybe I don't I don't know which rogue element is the the one that kind of maybe changes mm. what he thinks is the outcome. He's, it's it's yeah. been this way. I've done it a bazillion times. He did the Doctor Strange move. Mm-hmm. And he's seen the future a million times and he knows this is the only way. But maybe it's actually not the only way and there's some surprise yet to happen that will change the outcome from what Bernard expected. And that, that that's is, I think, Julian, I think that's a beautiful thing. That's That goes right in line with the themes of this show from season one. <clears throat> about outliers right the original outlier to us is Maeve because she attains her consciousness in her own way not in the same way that Dolores does with so much intervention by Ford and fucking Arnold right so the the theme of outliers of the the artists the freaks right I think it goes along lines of that as well being the people who make progress is kind of goes along with this show, but also so does rebirth just because he dies. Dying means something different for a host, right? He could just know that. Yes, he Bernard is going to die, but he's going to be reborn as you know, either Bernard again, he was Arnold before, you know what I'm saying? So right. I don't really, I, I like the way the show plays with that. Actually. I think that if I can see why you find it frustrating, but that's not frustrating for me because they've clearly showed us that again and again and again. But does How that many, not undercut the drama of this whole bit of like, it doesn't when he's t- like, Hey, you've, you, do you see how this must end? Like remember that, that whole thing about like, do you still want to help them even though you know you're well, going to die? Well, it depends. It know? depends because you live as long as the last person who remembers you, right? So if he's rebuilt, perhaps the reason why this Christina exists is to rebuild the world. And he's instructing her through Teddy. 
that's kind of where I'm coming from. I still think I, I can understand what you're saying, that maybe that message was for Hale in some way, Andy. But for me, it seems more well, logical it, that it was him instructing Teddy about I, uh, Christina. I also think it could, it could be for MIB, too, because like, with the with the Bernard thing, the more I'm thinking about it, too, and like we've been talking about this all, I especially me, I've been harping on it all season on this podcast about how there's so many parallels to season one. The way Bernard's going out, I think he meant to do that the same way Ford meant to do it in season one. When Ford met, basically has Dolores shoot him, Yeah, I think it's, it's very similar to that, and I think he meant to do that yeah. because there's also a line from Teddy earlier in the earlier in this episode where he tell or maybe no yeah it's earlier it's we're during the rioting going on and she's like why won't they listen to me and teddy says the tower is overriding you mib and has now destroyed the tower so that means if 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 uh, bernard was manipulating him to do that somehow now he has given christina her power back well also i like i like this idea andy i like that he also the, the the line from him is there's another game and the only person who really talks about the game still is, is William. William. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's I, talk I, about. I, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say that was that's was, what I'm saying. Hale or MIB. I think that that message could be meant for. But um, all right, let's move it to MIB a little bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. What do you all think of the 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 title of the episode means? A compl- like a reversal in transformation, like to it's a be- change in one ways one ways of life resulting in from penitence or spiritual conversion. Right. I so metanoia to me in this case, I think it refers to the concept of the transcendence, right? Which is the a, the a spiritual conversion in in a from a robotic standpoint, I guess to some degree. At least for me, that's the most like on the nose reading of that. I feel like there's other readings of it, but, um, and I, I still don't, I, I put a pin in it cause I want to come back to it, but I still don't fully understand what their concept of transcendence even is. It's yeah, confusing. No, we and don't I either. think yep. we don't either. I, yep. It's not, <laughs> it's not in line with like a traditional definition of transcendence. Um, well, I think she because kind why would, of, I, can I say, I yeah. there is a little bit of a hint here because Hale says the P I, and one thing we should talk about, we've been talking about the the the, the Delos Immortality Project, the Forge data, all the how it's all together in the uh, Hoover Dam, right? All that data, and it is true that she was keeping the sublime because she loves the hosts. She was protecting it, and she says at one point, "I hope they can join us." Right, in, or we can in, join together. So I do think that the transcendent, even though it goes into that weird robot-looking thing and it starts walking around, I don't think they become that. I think that they're going into something that's basically just like the sublime, where they but can the, what's choose. What's the point whatever. of the body then? It's just ceremonial because they're a, because it shows that they're. I think that's a perfect thing because it shows it's in line with the whole God themes, the whole themes of the fact that they can't escape the bodies that they're made in the in in the uh, image of their maker. Right. And so even when they transcend to something totally different, it's still somewhat humanoid looking. It's some, yeah, but it's I, kind of different. Right. So I, I kind of like that. 
<laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. I liked how yeah. it started moving. It didn't move before. Yeah, I it okay. So to, they, she talks about there being a uh, you're joining them in kind of inheriting the wor- this world, and to me that's entirely counter to the whole concept of transcendence, which is that you now uh, move beyond the physical world, right? Um, it, you don't get the impression because, like you know, in a sense, all the original hosts are already transcendent because they live in a digital world of their own of their own creation, and they can do whatever and anything that they want. Yeah. Right. So, um, and in theory, that's kind of what transcendence is in our in our modern day understanding of it in the real world. So. Why would you even need? I mean, like you need. I guess you would need drones to maintain the 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 servers and etc. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, watch but the like, windows. Yeah. Well, why does why does it need a why does it need a pearl? Why does it why does one of the actual hosts need to have their pearl put into one of these machines for them to transcend? When the the people in in um in robot heaven as it exists in already sublime. They just in the sublime into it like are fine yeah. and they're fine and they're happy with it they don't seem to, there's don't no, seem to be an, any issue with that right? i think it's just a so, different transmission method and i think that it just speaks to her obsession with she kept william alive she uh, she created this park right she wants everyone to move on to transcend and i think that is in like you're saying to be in some kind of just digital state, but well, it does necessitate a physical thing to hold it. There's still. another line here too that it, she says to when she's talking to me. If she says transcending is just a part of the process, mm. and it, and they they'll, they'll come to understand the world I'm building for them and the others. Well, what so it, there's more to the transcending than what that. And I'm also th- that I, yeah. The other I thing is I I I. I think that robot, that armless robot thing, has got to be more than just a ceremonial thing. Oh, I don't understand what that is. I mean, and wh- it's weird too because why would the pearl be exposed? That seems to be more. That seems not. That seems awfully reckless. <laughs> no one can. Cool. No one can it. shoot your pearl if no one has arms. <laughs> well, that's true. Exactly. Well, and the, also, the hey, was, no masturbation, so that's good for the god stuff too, right? Right. Well, exactly. <laughs> can't touch no wee No wee wee touching. Although, one thing I was thinking is maybe that maybe that's a way to make the thing more power, make the pearl more powerful if it's exposed. Maybe it mm. makes. I mean, maybe they can emit something. Maybe Christina has already done this process, and she's actually not. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of all over the place with that, but yeah, maybe that it, makes like some kind of telepathy or something. I well, don't know. Can it's, I can I bring us around to something? I was. I love that we had this conversation, but can I bring it back to William for a second and yes, MIB? Yeah. Yes, because the reason I was bringing up the title is because that's where I saw the title, because I found that to the the whole idea that as we'll call him William and MIB before he becomes really, in my opinion, I think you guys might agree, like kind of reaches fidelity by killing himself. Right. Like killing the original. He has the exact opposite opinion. His opinion is that he wants, he comes to William because he wants the city to survive. He, like, he, we talked about this last episode. He loves what they created. He got mad at that host who went off the reservation, right? But then once he kills, once William kind of infects him 
and he kills William, he becomes William. And like the fidelity is complete and he is, it's kind of like William switched bodies. I found that to be for me, there's so much crazy shit that happened in this episode, but that was like the coolest thing for me. And I think that they really pulled that off very well. I didn't have well, any issues. I really like that. It's certainly the best performance in the episode. It's like not even close. I, you know, he was the, the yeah. cross cutting is great. Um, the subtle differences in makeup between the two versions of William uh, really work for me. The I, eyes I, were a little different. Yeah. Like the robot's eyes mm-hmm. glowed a little bit more. There's this, when the, when the host version comes up, the, there's this almost imperceptible tibbiness in his, in his performance that he's just a little weaker. He seems a little softer yeah, the in glare front of this one. And it's it's yep. I it's it's so it's the most childlike version of William we've seen probably since the first like episode season one when he, we actually made the Jimmy Smith's version or not Jimmy Smith's what's his name um, Jimmy, the original uh, actor yeah what the hell is his name <laughs> yeah. Jimmy I just got Star Wars I got Star Wars on the mind Jimmy yeah Jimmy Simpson, Simpson. yeah I've, yeah um, the but Simpsons. like. I just loved I just loved that performance so much, and I, his little smile as he as he finally dies is just like the perfect little chef's yeah. kiss on top. What did you think about that, Andy? Were you pleased with that? Because we've been talking the whole season about how I think it's very evident the way they laid this down of him growing and changing. Yeah, and splitting know? away from Hale or yeah. seeming to split away. Yeah, I'd. I mean. We've talked about this too. That anytime they give Ed Harris something to actually do, it's amazing. So even if it doesn't make sense, Ed Harris is so damn good that I don't care what it is. At some point, I love the whole scene. I I love that he kind of it's it seems to be a different uh, the same William. I mean the same murder bot William, but he's also seems to have turned a corner a little bit and trying to think do his own thing. I loved it. I loved it. everything with Ed Harris in this episode. I loved. It was so Thematic- brilliant. Oh, thematically, I like it because. You have this this idea that you know the the show is struggling with, and and they even talk about it in this in the scene, which is this idea that hosts just like humans are struggling to understand their meaning. Why are we here? What's the purpose of this, right? And William, as uh, his his kind of thought on this is that it doesn't matter. It's all it all deserves to burn. He just wants to see the world burn, um, and that that this search for meaning is pointless um, and, and you just need to maximize the time you have, which for uh, a robot, William is nearly endless, right? Which was not the, which is why he spent so much time searching for immortality. Uh, William did. So um, I just find that all very thematically satisfying um, as he advocates for burning the world down instead of searching yeah. inwards to try to understand, you know, the, the who and why you are. That's who he is, right? Like no matter what this character we've seen him when he was younger, but in the end, he's that guy who wants to, you know, get his rocks off and see the world burn. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting when Stubbs and Frankie find him too. And, and Frankie's like, we need to help him. And, and Stubbs is like, no, we need to leave him there. Whoever did this, did us a favor. So I thought I, yeah, I, that led me to believe that he actually was still alive at that point, which. No, he was dead, dude. 
Okay, and that's what yeah. I he's thought. He's got to be dead. He's, I hope he is. That, so I mean, that would blood. be one. He's, that'd yeah. be a bridge too far. But. Yeah, that human version is dead. I think. Yeah, that was really. Yeah. I, I was really satisfying for me, and I'm still not sure where the stinger of from season two fits into all of this. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, that's but, that's really the, that stinger from season two is the finale we'll to the whole show i think is ultimately like it'll be I, the final it'll be in the final episode i could see that you know I, mean? I do i do i, I do think that, going think. back to the park is kind of in the cards right like you got to yeah, go but, back to the park at some point speaking of going back to the park we got they they amped up this whole chicago theme park version of uh for this season and we barely spent one episode there really and uh we spent a little bit of time there last week but it just feels like that I would have liked to spend more time there. I thought it was really cool. I, I liked how it was all built out and, and the, the set. I mean, you know, give it up to HBO again and their, their way that they build their sets and it just feels really amazing. Um, but we just barely spent any time there. Uh, the show always felt to me more um, uh, together when it was in a park. So, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um I agree. Well, I we, liked it, but I think it's. I think it's. I was okay. I didn't need us to. You know, I don't know that this story needed us to be in that park, but I kind of agree with you. It was fun for an episode. But I'm sorry. What were you saying, Andy? I was going to say before we got off the meaning of the of the metanoia, and we didn't really talk about this when we were mentioning Christina. Is it possible that that's what she was doing? That's what, what was happening in the bath. What was that? Well, was she that was a having, or was she trying to kill herself to prove yeah. she was not it's, human? But I think it's both, right? She she proves that she's not human, and then in, by doing so, she has a baptism a baptism into a new understanding. Yeah, that it's was kind of what I was. That was kind of what I was thinking. I wanted to get your guys' reading on that. I yeah. mean, it seems Agree. obvious, but agree. Can yeah. I just mention that I think the lighting in that scene in that bathroom is just absolutely stunning. That the way they have the light coming in through the window hitting the this like the uh and the set design as well this like green stone wall yeah. uh, it just mm-hmm. the, i think it's very uh, you know painter painteresque um and uh I, I think intentionally so i mean there's obvious religious analogs all throughout the show and this is yeah one of the most obvious ones but you know setting a a, a rebirth scene in one of the most picturesque lit scenes in the whole episode or the maybe the whole series um makes a lot of sense to me i just thought that it was really nice although weird that she was you know uh not that i'm advocating for more nudity it's just weird that she was in her yeah it's just weird that she's in her in her underwear i think that makes sense because you take off your underwear if you're going to take a bath you keep it on if you're going to try to kill yourself then just leave all your clothes on yeah but then it weighs you down it's uncomfortable you know what i mean like say you want to get up you forget something trying to drown don't you want to be weighed down (laughs) yeah and also like this idea, like <laughs> this idea that she's she's that she's not actually there. Why is Teddy knocking on the door, worried about her? Why is he like holding her and like guiding her through this? this I think it's um, all, it's purposeful. I think that was kind of it was all it's all a part of the act, I suppose. But like it, he kept it up even after he revealed the truth to her, because like he's like shepherding her through the riot and it's like well she they can't see you because you're not here which then means leads me to believe that he's probably not there either but um where is she we did you know we were talking about it we never answered we never got well, our this theories. is what i mean it's, a, it's it's where do you think she is uh you tell us julian <laughs> i don't know i don't <laughs> andy, know andy do you have a theory 
I think she's some kind of because the the when Teddy says oh before I say exactly what I also thought it was very odd that he, Teddy just flat out called her Dolores yeah which is another right. yeah I think that because Teddy says something I don't have the exact line in front of me but something about how this place is real but you're not I yeah. think she's some type it's some type of augmented reality thing or something mm. where she's some kind of computer program overlay that she can interact with these people. And that's and I'm the but the proof that I can't explain though is then how come her boss can interact with her and how I, come her the bad date and the, I, there's uh, so many things I can't I mean. connect. So well, I think I the explanation a, okay. the show is trying to say is that because of the way that they've trained the humans with these parasites, they could make them believe that she's there through that programming. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's the only that. explanation I could come up with. Yep, um, I like that I, idea. There is another explanation, right? And I don't know. Uh, maybe I don't know if you're going to agree with this, but <laughs> in the beginning of every episode, she wakes up. It could be that she woke when Teddy. She stays with Teddy, right? And it could be that she wait. What she woke up into that she was not previously in the same place that we see her in this episode that Teddy has trans brought her somewhere that she is a program of some sort, but the place she was in previously was like a training ground, like um, uh, a testing area until she could be brought this time when she wakes up with Teddy into the real world and like you said andy it's some sort of augmented reality i think it's bernard basically training retraining her bringing the the dolores program so like she was in like the speed to fidelity earlier in the season you're saying like she was in a place where like neo and gets trained by morpheus exactly whatever that was called this is where they if if that's true then the show is breaking its own rules and then that those scenes should have been in in some sort of letterbox format. Yeah, no widescreen. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then if it's not, then it's intentionally deceptive, which I think is kind of. Um, I would be okay do. with it. Yeah. I mean, if they, but I could be totally misreading it because if, if the world well, isn't real and she, but she, uh, no, what it, she isn't real. The world real, is the real, world but is. she's not. But then, but this is the weird thing. He says to her, the world is real, but you're not. And then the world changes and she's the same. And then everything goes away. All the 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 flames or whatever is going on in the city, all the people disappear. And then she's somewhere different. So how do those things judge? He says one thing and then the exact opposite thing happens. Or has she been brought then to somewhere different at that point? She's brought out of the world back into the training area. But then I checked, it does not go into the letterbox at, at that point. But and, it's, I mean, it does there, change. It becomes a different place. I'm not sure if I like that idea, but there is a way they could get around the letterbox thing because didn't there wasn't it once last year with Maeve where it's in full screen until she realizes she's in a simulation and then yes, it shrinks. Yes, exactly. Yep. So, yes. I mean, it could be something where it's, she realizes it, I guess. Because right. we're always we're watching through the observer, and so she is our 
guide through this world. So, right, that, so to her, it is a real world. So therefore, it's not in Letterboxd. Would you accept right? that, Julian? If yes, the next time we see her, it goes into Letterbox, would you say, okay, I buy that? Yeah, but it okay. has to be done in a in a in a thoughtful way. It can't just be like. I agree. Turns out, hey, everything you saw before was also in Letterbox because again. There's just so many things because it's implied that she's in the real world by a bunch of other pieces and elements. And like her roommate, for instance, who um, tells a story about how her parents were attacked by flies. Like yeah. that's just so on the nose, you know, that, but that if she wasn't real. Her, right. Everything right. was teaching her about what's actually happening that, in the world. So that to me, well, then that seems to me like so is Hale. Then that was the one that put her on this course. Right. And then it's. Bernard and yeah, and Teddy who are yeah. trying to trying to influence her to do the right thing? Question mark. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we don't even know what the right thing something, is. Something you know. Yeah. I mean, right, she yeah. is Dolores. It's her plan. Or uh, hey, we still don't know where Lawrence is. We still don't know. Ford could be around. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's I a part of what Bernard. If we even go back to the very beginning of the episode where Bernard is in the sublime and taking Maeve through those iterations, it would then jive that the same thing is happening with Christina, right? Like they're creating, like why show us that if that's not what's connected to the end? Yeah, this is the problem with this episode, which is that it leaves this... It doesn't set up the finale in a way where you're like, I, ooh, this is, I'm excited for this to, to come to a conclusion because there's X questions I'm, I'm interested in, in hearing answers to or uh, things that we've been building up to all season, they're finally going to come to a head. Instead, they introduce a new idea in a second final episode that really is the only thing that is on my mind now. Like, what's the whole deal <laughs> with I'm her? Okay. I like it. I, right? I, I, I kind of... Well, I mean, they have, we've have been wondering what's, you know, what's going on with Christina. But I have another question, um, which you ask in the, uh, in the notes. And uh, we see Bernard go through the iterations with Maeve or whatever, right? And then we mm-hmm. see what we believe to be reality, right? Mm-hmm. And he opens the sublime. And as they, like the whole reason to go there, it seems, was to open the sublime. Was yeah, they to just you, open the door. Yeah, mm-hmm. the key that he had, Hale never got into it. She could only protect it. He opens it, and then we see it as they walk away. And then we cut to the, you know, the yeah, Westworld so, opening. Why did he do that? Okay, so I don't know, but I will say this. I found it. there was an odd decision that I thought, because, okay, we all I, we're all in agreement that the reason that we can see it is because the host can see it. It's only hosts who can see it. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Why then is does it cast a shadow on the actual Hoover Dam? The <laughs> yep. the I don't understand. Like it's like extra effects work that they had to do to make that look that way, and it doesn't make any sense to me. So unless that's intentional. 
which I'd be skeptical, which I'm skeptical of. <laughs> I and, think it did something like that when we saw it in the other time too. Well, I don't it, remember. It had I, a it's physical, hard to, I don't recall from it, season two. It it had like a it, it did ha- it, it's almost it was like photoshopped in. You know what I mean? Right. So you could easily cut if like you could pretend that it wasn't there. But I would um, rather it be a like a straight up tear in reality, <laughs> just a whole. In it did look a little. Time. I agree with you that I I have to look at it again. We got to take some pics of it, put it over on the Facebook page or something. But it was kind of interesting looking. But why? But back to the why is it open? Yeah, why right? is it open? Is someone coming out or is someone going in? Ooh, I think. And if they are coming out, well, how can they have physical bodies? Because their physical bodies are at Westworld. Well, <laughs> except, who says you need physical bodies anymore? Ah, that's not a. There you go. That's interesting. Right? Thought. You know, if Dolores is some kind of AR, they could do that kind of a thing too. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. I, I just, I don't know, Andy. Do you have any well, idea I, of why? I kind of got the feeling when, when, uh, and I don't know how this would be possible because he's. I mean, I don't think he was close enough, and that, that doesn't seem like that's how it worked in season two when they did this, but when Bernard gets shot in the head and you see him follow his son and the door opens and it's the, I kind of got the feeling that that's where he went to, but ah. it doesn't, but I, it still, I still can't imagine why he would have opened it just for that reason. It did that, seem like he was kind of trying to get that right. Like, yeah. I, Cause I, it had that little, when he opened it and he goes through the door and it kind of yeah. does that little bright flash and like it, mm-hmm. it digitizes itself or something. I, I got that impression, but, I is that I, why I he opened it? That's what I'm wondering. Is that is that all, the only reason why? But I can't imagine he would just leave it open for anybody to go in and out of. Well, it's open. He's left it open on purpose. There's a reason for it. Yeah. It's all part of the bigger plan. Yeah, it's got to be. Um, it's got to be. Maybe. Yeah. What if it's something crazy like everyone gets to go to the sublime, even humans or something with like something weird like that? Because they talk about saving a piece of, re- of I mean, a piece of of the civilization, a civilization, humanity, the world. Yeah, he says. About- uh, I got it here somewhere. The line he says, but and yeah, yeah. this, I, I, that part of it, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that that w- there'd have to be because that physical, the idea, this would the servers is the is the reason why they picked that dam. Because can it just run by itself, like without any people there? I think the it idea just, is it's for yeah. cooling. Yeah. I think is the idea. Right? Oh, but the but I mean, it has cooling. it can power it too, though. And, he said it's that, a power it's source, right. yeah. so it like it just keeps running. Because I think that you still do need like someone maintenance. To, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Well, <laughs> like, another another question I have. You need here a janitor, you know, clean up a leaker. When you, know. when you were talking, part of that, I found that when Bernard is talking to me, he said, "There's no way to save this world. Everyone here is going to die, but we can save one tiny part of it." Yeah. So, what is the one tiny part? Right. It's got to be Caleb and his daughter, and maybe that's why he scanned them or something, and or maybe they, maybe she can go in because. We have been seeing, and we've been following and we along. And we saw Frankie get shot, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just in the leg, though. It just yeah, seemed like but, a leg wound. But uh, you can always yeah. hit that that vein in your I thought, leg. I thought, it was her, I thought it was her gut. Was it not oh. her gut that she got shot? Yeah, I couldn't tell. I mean, yeah, I couldn't really tell. It was either her side on her gut or her leg, one of the oh, two. There you go. I either know. way, it's hard to survive bullet wounds for a long period of time unless you have plot armor. Yeah. And it's unclear <laughs> to me if she does. Here's the other thing. Are we led to believe that Hale 
perfected the human fidelity problem with Caleb? Because if not, because we watched all those other Caleb's deteriorating, kind of like we saw the original Jim Delos deteriorating, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Does that mean that the Caleb that was just introduced to his daughter again... Yep. It's going to deteriorate, we'll deteriorate no matter what. Just, yeah. That's a great Ooh. question, Julian. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah. Or would he stay intact because he's with his cornerstone, his daughter? Or could they just take his pearl out and put it in a body yeah. that will last? Um, well, but it's, it's, it, I always thought it wasn't, the, it wasn't a body issue. It was this kind of dissonance between the human consciousness and the robot body. It just didn't Yeah, it, they, it rejected mesh. itself. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps, or it reject, per, rejected the body, I should say. I, I, it could be either one. I, I had, I may have inferred that she just did it that way on purpose, so he could only get to a certain point. You know what I mean? Like she kind of created right. a body that, but it, but either way, that that works. I mean, it's got to be something to do with him and the daughter. Bernard said earlier well, that yeah, she was yeah. the key, and I think that we have been following along. As Brett reminded us of the cleanup text, please listen to the cleanup text. And oh, by the way, happy birthday, Gina. It's still Gina's birthday. So we'll say happy, happy birthday, birthday, Gina, to even her. though you won't hear this until it's not your birthday anymore. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but uh, what was I? Oh, I got distracted. Oh, that this is following along the Rehoboam plan, right? This is the. This is like the mass casualty. This is the end. This is the after the second one. This is like it couldn't see past it. Right. That was this whole thing. And this is the thing where everyone, the world has to be reborn. I kind of dig. I just want to throw it out there because we talk about it, but we don't really kind of delve in that. I kind of dig that. I like what you were talking about, the feeling like a kind of nihilism in this episode. And I, I can mm-hmm. see that through William being victorious and shooting Hale and Maeve in the head and then Bernard too. Um, but I, th- I still think that the next episode is probably going to move towards it being like, like as we said before, it's not yet a post apocalyptic story. This is like the apocalypse. This is the end. And well, then would- we'll see something new grow from that? I went that? back and uh, rewatched some of the la- end of season three, and one of the things Bernard says to Stubbs before he goes in is he's trying to figure out what comes next after the, like, after everything is gone. Yeah. And they and I think they gotta go to space. What do you think, Julian? Well, they talk about inheriting this world. I mean, <laughs> Just they don't like have, Fast and Furious. There's, there's no there's no, if the people are all killing themselves, right, and it's unclear if it's globally, another issue i have with the show it's this well they do say cities and then she and then she says something that we didn't really know before which is that new york is specifically williams city like she says you're she so he's kind of the warden of this city but i'm sorry go ahead buddy well i just like you're right they do imply cities but like you know how many there's so many cities just in new york alone (laughs) you know that's actually true you know, like, what are we, you know, what are we even talking about here? So I, I want, I would like a little clarity on whether this is a global event or not. It, it, it doesn't really matter if it is because it's, I the, believe the it is. We're believe, with the characters yeah. that matter. So it doesn't matter. But um, I think I kind of lost my thread, but I, you know, um, it's, it's post-apocalyptic enough in my opinion, okay. because, because they're, they're, 
admitting that they're killing all the people. They want to take over the world. There needs to be some. They, there's some sort of idea of having a knuck, a next world with hope, quote unquote, hope for the next world. I think is what Maeve says, and whatever that means, it likely means they're going to be on the planet Earth. I, I the, everyone's like, oh, it's host human hybrids, probably, you know, probably, right? It, yep. you, you know, the show is about can humans and and robots get along? The answer apparently is no. So what if they were humans and robots? That's the only way they get along. And that's you know. And when you have that, don't you think of the kind of rebirth? The cycle begins again. And how did it start? Like with Ford and and Arnold and Dolores. Yeah. So the Dolores thing has to be part of what is he wants to save. We're still talking about right. Like what he what what's the next step or what does he need to save? It seems like Dolores slash Christina. And Caleb and Frankie, we still don't know why, besides being a great meth cook, why Caleb is so important. Right? Like yeah, I was still, just going to say that. So important. It seems like he's just hanging around. He's just yeah, on he the periphery always, of the story. Yeah. Um, his daughter, who we are really only introduced to in this season, we're supposed to care a lot about. We're supposed to care about her, the fact that she has a girlfriend, which I don't think anyone could possibly care about because... Um, she has like four lines of dialogue in the entire series. Um, and she locks all, her in a room too. Yeah. And she locks yeah. her in a room. <laughs> Which is so it's like, very hard to get out of. Yeah. Well, that's a, that, once you lock your significant other in a room, it's, <laughs> it, it's hard to come back. Unless from it's that. consensual. Right. Exactly. Which I, was it maybe question mark? I don't know. Anyway. Um, all I'm saying is, uh, I, I think that's, Here's the outstanding questions are why is Caleb important? He keeps talking about this like amorphous idea that he, you know, that the, the, the parasites couldn't control him because he had something that she didn't have love, presumably yeah. something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's an outlier. Uh, right. And then, and then we have this concept of invisible Dolores. Those two things need to come together to, for the season to tie together in a neat bow in my opinion. Yes. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Those are uh, and and I and we see that those are the people who are like, I don't know, alive because <laughs> you know, everyone else is dead. <laughs> right? Like Bernard's dead, Maeve's dead, Hale's dead, right? Like It's really can it's nice that they so. told us they reminded us about how if you get shot in the pearl that you die. It's convenient. Yes, it's nice that they did that in this definitely. episode to yeah. remind everyone. Yeah. They didn't do a lot of that this season, you know, and reminding us about, I still go back to when I still think that Christina has to be some kind of more, the purest form of Dolores. Um, Maybe in the same way that she rebuilt Arnold, right? In Bernard, because really Dolores kind of built Bernard, right? that Bernard then rebuilds her without the Wyatt part because that has been mentioned twice this season. And they did not really mention that last season. They weren't talking too much about, don't forget about the Wyatt, right? So I think I mean, that hardly that, anything in season one and two. Yeah, was mentioned last so season. I think That's... it's a, a significant that that was mentioned twice. Um, once when it was by Maeve in the park and there was a, I can't remember the other time it was mentioned. It was earlier in the season. Um, so I think that that her being 
some kind of rebirth of the next phase of humanity makes sense. And now you have Caleb who is like a, who is basically a, a fidelity, like a human hybrid, right? MIB is too. And they, in a sense, create the, the, um, Dolores and Maeve. And in, and re, and it's like, they switch like Caleb is kind of the Maeve and Del, like that. It happened, uh, um, unexpectedly. Right. And he gets to connect back with his daughter. Whereas with MIB is like the kind of Dolores was where she wants to like take everything down and has the Wyatt inside of her. So I like what they've done with that stuff. But, um, can I ask you guys, I've, I've been, I've, said already i think everybody's probably coming back do you julian and and andy do you think that bernard mave hale that they're all dead uh i think everyone but hale is dead is my opinion of that because you can't keep killing um mave like and just bringing her back the next like it just doesn't at some point it's like and i guess that's like i get that that's the show here's what would be satisfying for me for mave turns out Bernard made a copy of her and uploaded her to the Sublime before they left, um, knowing that this version was going to die. Okay, I can get behind that. Same with Arnold. I think he, or sorry, Bernard, he has to be dead. Just the way that they played the his kind of final moment there. I think I don't think you, I don't think you undo that. I don't think you do that if you were going to bring him back. And we do see her. He says it's a hastily made copy or build of you. But I mean, uh, right. we see her in that's a little bit of foreshadowing. She's freaking in the sublime, right? Well, that's see, <laughs> that's good. funny you bring that up because I wasn't sure if we had time to touch on that. But I, this concept that he made a uh, in the simulation that he was running, he made a version of Maeve from his perception of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and that in and of itself is like a whole can of worms that I don't think the show wants to open or get into. It's just like, don't think about that. It's just another version of Maeve that we that's similar enough, despite the fact that the real version of Maeve says all the exact same things that the simulation <laughs> version. Of. I th- hey, I he had that, a lot of time. The time moves differently, you know? I think right. something that could be interesting about that, that if they, I don't know if they'll actually do this, but like, say this version, of, that version of Maeve is dead and they use the copy to bring her back. That, the version that, the version of Maeve that Bernard knows never knew Caleb. Uh, well, Bernard Bernard never saw yeah. Maeve like the original Maeve. She, the, but uh, that's true. Say, that's true. That's before her, she would have known yeah, about that. Yeah, the whole time with Caleb, he didn't. She never knew him. So, uh, of a new version of uh, Bernard's version of Maeve could confront Caleb, and they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be friends. Right. The X factor. Yeah. Again, Caleb being the X factor here. That's I interesting. When you were talking about who's dead and who's not, I think. I think Bernard is. I think he's. I think that. I think he's dead. I think. I think we'll still see Ber, or, uh, Jeffrey Wright in other ways, but whether it be messages or whatever showing up in some weird way, like Anthony Hopkins did after he was shot. But I think he. I think he's gone. I think both Maeve and Hale are coming back. Okay. All right. We'll see. If Bernard is gone, I will be sad because he is my favorite character. But I'll keep watching the show. And I. I think with Maeve, it's kind of like what you were saying, Julian. I mean, it's part of the show, and I mean, he's she's basically the Kenny of this Kenny from South Park of right. this thing. She's been killed and brought yeah. back so many times. 
that I just I, I just have a feeling that's going to happen until the end of the show. Um, you mentioned Jeffrey Wright. I fight in just for a small nitpick. I think his performance in this episode not that great. Just for the record, Ooh, I want oh, to put damn. that up there. I, his performance of when he was lying to Maeve, not great. His performance when he's saying goodbye to Stubbs, not that great. Um, wouldn't maybe and like I I know he's playing a robot, but more than usual, I would say. So well, Hems, Hemsworth yeah. is playing a robot there too, and Hemsworth I thought was great in that scene. Oh, well, you yeah. can It's literally. Hemsworth, I mean, Stubbs yeah. is infinitely watchable, right? Yep. That's the He's that's great. the problem. He's yeah. great. He should get his own show. <laughs> um, do you all want to talk about anything else? Because I was going to ask if we wanted to throw a pause down and watch the trailer and then do a little trailer talk. But before we do that, if you're interested in doing that, does anyone have anything else that they want to bring up? Uh, well, I'll just talk about a couple of things I liked. I liked the synthy score. At the beginning of the episode, I really liked that. I liked when they went to Times Square, but instead of like all these ads all over the walls, it's like pictures of trees. Yeah, that was great. No cars for traffic. Yeah, yeah. very yep. cool. Um, I um, I loved. I mentioned before, but I really liked uh, um, Marsden's performance as Teddy when he's talking about the pain that Dolores had to, uh, the cruelty that she had to endure. Yeah, I think his performance there is really great. I think I really like having. Uh, Marston back for this season. I just think he's just underrated as general. In ge- just in general across the board, go see the Sonic movie. Um, totally agree. You know, um, yeah, I like so, him a lot, man. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, I I like Stubbs' little gleam of wisdom about it's not about the moment you uh, you see each other; it's about every moment after, right? Mm-hmm. Which might have something more to it, um, to you know, uh, than just that one throwaway line. Um, the one something with Stubbs that actually reminded me too. I thought it was interesting when. They're waiting for uh, Maeve and Bernard to get back, and he's like, "Let's just wait another minute." And then they drive in, and he's like, "See, I can predict the future right. too." That's such a good line. Yeah. Uh, that was—I thought that was interesting. I don't know um, if there's anything to it or if it's just a comedic line, but either way, I think I, liked it, it. I think it was just for him to have a little fun moment where he yeah. just like have some faith. Um, and I also liked how when they got to Olympiad Entertainment, like how there's all these different groups of them going through the same space moments apart. I just found that very fun. Anytime that there's that that happens in a show, it's very Game of Thrones esque, where people just barely miss each other. Oh um, yeah, I, I, I'm a fan of that. Um, but yeah, I think that that kind of does it for me. Cool, Ando. Um, I don't know if there's a whole lot of other things that we haven't really at least touched on a little bit. I I I did like the scene where when uh, I just like that whole sequence when when um, Christina and Teddy are walking through the building and. And like and uh, Stubbs and Frankie are also walking through the building at the same time, and I just I like the way all that was cut together. I love the stuff with uh, when Christina tells the writers to trash their own thing, and they and I, I like I just I really love that whole thing. Even some of it doesn't quite make sense yet, but I just I love the vibe that it gave. It just reminded me of a lot of season one Westworld, and kind of how it was kind of like controlled chaos in a way. The Westworld does always like to end with a freaking riot, right? Like every That's... season with a with a riot of some sort, um, shit blowing up. All right, cool. Well, if you all are not interested in hearing us talk about the trailer, Julian, do you want to join us and talk about the trailer? Uh, that's the next time on. Is that the? Yeah, I have not seen it. Um, do are you? Do you have like a? 
TV or something available to watch. I am it in real front quick? of my monitor. Yes, I can do that. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Um, so we're gonna hit a pause. So hit us at dvrpodcast.com. Check out Tower of Babel if you're not interested in the trailer, or if you're Brett. Happy birthday, Gina! And we'll be back to talk about the trailer just as soon as I hit a button. And we're back. I hit the button again. All right, we watched a trailer. We're gonna talk about it. So if you don't want to hear it, go. Here we go. Three, two, one. All right. So. What, what do you think, uh, Julian? What do you think of the trailer? This provided no additional clarity. <laughs> um, I, it, it seems like it's kind of a bit of a shrink the, shrink the, the stakes down right to the core, the core players, right? Remove all the noise. Um, seems like there's a lot of gunfights. Um, the, uh, 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 and this kind of idea that, you know, Maeve talks about it in the episode this week that they, they came there for survival, right? So this, it feels like really this kind of last-ditch effort to survive seems to be the key element. But as I said before, like the how that joins up with you know Maeve, or sorry, uh, what uh, 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 Caleb and and Dolores, how does that bring those two things together? I have no idea. Which is really you know what I, what I want to see <laughs> at this point. But it does look like um, Hale is coming back to life. Probably. Yes, it does look like Hale and Andy. It looked like the a message or Bernard on a screen, and it looked like a woman's hand that could have been Hale. Well, and he does, and I mean they're famous for not for like not syncing the actual dialogue with what they're showing on the preview. Yes, but, yeah. But he does say something like, "This isn't the world you wanted, but it's the one you created." Yeah. It was a recorded, and we didn't see him record that message, that part of the message this time. So there's obviously more that he's recorded. So. Because that was not spoken in the episode seven. That the part about the world you created wasn't. Yeah, for sure. And it looks like William goes out to the uh, to the dam, and he go. He's is he going to enter the sublime? What is he going to kill everyone in there? <laughs> that was a, There is Can a you, super cool shot of him walking through the walking through the mist and the steam too. Yeah, that was a pretty yeah, badass yeah. looking shot. Anyway, sorry. Can you, can you even kill people in the Sublime? I don't. Is that even possible? I don't think so. I think you'd have I don't to. Th- yeah. No, you'd. Maybe is he gonna bring w- a keyboard with and hit delete? Uh, yeah. Well, maybe is he gonna he's blow it up? Is he gonna blow I, it up? I like the 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 kind of the um, juxtaposition between him on a horse, back on a horse, yep, and this kind of ultra sci-fi concept of a, a digital afterlife. Um, just I, I like that that that, Me that combination. But it does yeah, it it does uh, bring the question. I like I said, is he going to blow it up? Because that dam has got to break, right? Like we can't. It's just like the Ford thing. We have to see there, this break. Is there any way to make the destruction of the Hoover Dam not look terribly done in CG? Like, is it? That's a good is question. There any way that to is do a that? good question. Yeah, especially on the budget that HBO has, I don't know if they got a big enough budget to make that look good. Well, and here's the thing: I, you know, I've never been to the the Hoover Dam. I'm sure it's very impressive in real life. It's used all the time in movies and television, like constantly, constantly, constantly being used. Right? Transformers, I feel like, was notorious for using it for literally everything. But um, I don't think you can destroy the Hoover Dam without it looking stupid, is my opinion. So I think like you probably have to go about it a different way. And I don't know what that looks like. That's but that's my opinion. I think there was a hint in episode seven too. Or uh, what's his name? Um, Bernard says something about I've I've been hit by 
three million gallons of water or whatever he says. So yeah, kind of was hinting at it this episode, this last episode. That's true. Good call on that, Ed. Anything? So you that, think the Sublime is going to be destroyed? Is what you guys think? I don't know. I mean, why was it open? Is, is this part of the plan? Um, well, and would this is another thing about the Sublime? Would it be destroyed if they lose power? I mean, I, every computer I've ever had, if the power goes out, you just have to find a way to turn it back on. Yeah, presumably. I mean, unless unless the hard drives themselves, the servers themselves, are destroyed, which they would, would destroy, be if yeah. the if, I suppose if, if they were flooded yeah. or something. Yeah. Yes. All right. Anything else? You know, they. I'm just kind of watching to get on mute. We also get a shot of somebody holding a holding a pearl, a black pearl. Yes, it looks like the same person that was holding the that um, pad. Yeah, because it has. Uh, they have like a glove, like a fingerless glove. Yeah. You know, it's fingertips. Hale. It's for sure, hail. Yeah, it's I think it's hail. And yeah. there's, and you know, really, you're right. They don't really show anything about Caleb or. Or, or Christina, they just show just a tiny little bit at the beginning, and then they just see him walking. They don't really give any clarity to that at all. <laughs> well, we'll have and to we see. And we see Clementine back, too, it looks like. Yeah, reaching for a knife. Criminally little to do, that one. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, not a lot. Um, all right, I think that's all I had on it. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I can't wait. All right. Well, Julian... It has been wonderful to have you on tonight. You are a fantastic podcaster. Uh, do you want to tell everyone again where they can find you and anything else yeah. you want to say? Well, I would say the best place to, to, to follow and keep up with everything we're doing is on Twitter. I love Twitter. Big Twitter head over here. Uh, at Tower Babblecast, B-A-B-B-L-E on Twitter um, and on Facebook as well. Same thing. Uh, you can find all the work that we do. You even want to go back and listen to our season one recaps for whatever reason you can find all that in our archive um at towerofbabel.ca uh, same spelling b-a-b-b-l-e um and like i said uh check out our small screen star wars podcast you'll find it as small screen star wars on any of the uh, uh podcast players of choice and um we're gonna be doing andor next andor looks absolutely awesome yeah, that looks cool, um right? and so we're, we're really stoked about that so stay tuned for that um and uh find more we'll probably be talking about the the continued fallout of the warner brothers um, uh discovery yeah. <laughs> stuff on our next uh, news episode uh, likely next week on the tower bubble podcast nice well i will be listening andy any final words uh nope i'm just excited for the finale like you are and say everybody that listens to this knows how to find me so um yeah i don't th i don't think i have anything else all right. Well, check out the cleanup techs, Brett, Gina, and Jenny. They will be coming to you in a couple days and Thaxton as well. And then we're trying to work something out for doing a show with everyone somehow next week. Um, at least we'll try to do some crossovers between all the shows we have here and uh, talk about this finale. Thanks again, Ian, our new patron. Go to patreon.com slash DVR. Thanks, everyone, for listening, for downloading. Check out the Facebook page. Peace out. We done.